There's a couple of different things that we can do to reset our hormones and stress is playing the big role in that. It's chemical, it's physical, it's emotional, right? And I talked more about perceived stress than anything else. But what we put into our bodies, the food, the medicine, all of that, that's a chemical stressor. And you know, depending on what we're eating, we can really stress the system as well. But then also we have to be mindful of what we're exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis. Environmental toxins, xenoestrogens, cleaning products, personal care, what's in our medicine cabinet, all of those things begin to add up as well. You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kyberg, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Super excited. We're sitting down today with Dr. Marisa Snyder, who has a new book out, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. I just picked up a copy. I can't wait to dive, like literally dive head in to the book because I feel like there's so many great tools. So welcome to Muscle Medicine Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, girl. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you have the book. That is so exciting. Yeah, it's it's in our it's in our lobby, and every patient goes over because it is so like the cover is so aesthetically beautiful. They just like gravitate and want to touch oh. and then open, and it's 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 such like a it's such a gem in the office. Oh, I love that. You know, I the cover, and I mean it's it's just the cover, but I love the elegance. It has like a simple yes. elegance to it, you know, and. I was, I'm very grateful that my publishers chose, helped choose that cover. So yay. <laughs> so you are a chiropractor like me, yes. but the journey has been very different. So why don't yes. you tell us about your journey and how it led to your passion of really elevating women's health and then also everything that you're passionate about in terms of like hormones. And women's Absolutely. Health. Oh yeah. I would love to tell it. Well, I want to first kind of predicate with my first kind of big story. I even got into this type of care because I was actually heading off into medical school and I had chronic migraines for 15 years. And I was told by a lot of doctors that I was always going to have migraines. Everyone said it and I believed it because when you grow up with it and everyone tells you that and you don't know anything different besides in terms of healthcare or how the body works, you're just like, okay, well, I guess this is just my thing. I'm going to have to deal with this. And I went to a functional practitioner when I was a biochemist. I was a scientist. Once upon a time, I had the sexy goggles and the, the, the pocket protector, the whole nine. I was literally a like, scientist. I, I, my, I had my name embroidered on three lab coats. I mean, I love it. Oh, my goodness. You so, would never know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll tell you, I'm not, you know, it wasn't meant to be. I wasn't, I like to talk too much. And you know what? They just, they would lock you in a lab. And I, I worked in dark field microscopy. So I'm literally in a dark room in a microscope all day. I mean, honestly, not for me. So I, there was a great other scientist in the, in the lab who had had migraines in the past, and she was convinced that this functional doctor, and it was this integrative practice, chiropractic, acupuncturist, I mean, all these nutritionists, I mean, the full nine, which is very rare in 2002. I'm going to date myself a little bit. I, that was Definitely way back. Definitely rare. Definitely rare. Yeah. So I, I was like a whole lot of, I don't believe you, but it was on my way home, and I was like, I'll give it a try. I mean, might as well if someone can get rid of these migraines, I would do anything. So, so fast forward three months later, I was migraine free. And I was like, mind blown. I was like, wait, what? 
like I was told never, I was always going to have to live with this pain. And so that changed everything for me. And it was upper cervical specific chiropractic. It was nutrition. It was acupuncture. And I was like, I am, I pivoted. I did a full on like 180 and I went a different direction. Not, not my family wasn't that happy about it at first because they really wanted a medical doctor in their family. But I was so grateful that I took that path. And what I, when I got into practice, a really big part of my practice was working with migraine patients. And what I found is that a lot of women with migraine issues were also having a lot of hormone issues. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And women, I had women with fibromyalgia. I had women with, with chronic fatigue. And so I really shifted gears in practice to do more functional medicine. So I was running tests. We were running labs. I was focusing on nutrition and really just trying to figure out what was going on with these women's healthcare. Well, at the same time, I had spent a good, like, I don't know, 10 years burning myself into the ground until one fine day, I burned myself into the ground. I had chronic fatigue. My hormones were out of control. I was, I was literally the women in my office. I was, I was looking at a mirror of myself and I realized that although I was taking care of these women and I was developing protocols, there wasn't a lot out there. Like hormones was such a taboo thing, although hormones are what allow women to make the world. I, I don't understand how this was ignored <laughs> for so long. I don't get it. So I, as I was kind of walking into kind of the allopathic world of getting testing and doing all this stuff, they were like, here's some birth control and here's some anti-anxiety medications. Go off and do your thing. And I was like, there's got to be something better for us. There's got to be something better for me. And so I spent the last, I spent two years really digging into the research, putting that, that chemistry hat back on. And this, that this has become my life's work. I've fallen in love with all things women's hormones and oils kind of came into play about seven years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are pure magic. Like I have to know more about these and magic actually translates into chemistry. And so yes. it became a big part of my, my, my practice and my education. So I love that you've integrated the nutrition. There's like this focus on hormones and now this integration of the oils. Can you give us, cause I think sometimes oils are seen as like a little woo, Oh yeah, but yeah. they are like legitimate, like they have research backed and yes. what more to perfectly to ask the <laughs> biochemist <laughs> scientists about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So when I first got in introduced to oils, the one thing I couldn't kick is I was always chronically sick. And my family was just like, again, you just write it off. You're like, well, you just have a low immune system. You have a low disposition. You're just sickly. And I was like, I don't think that that's true, but I'm not getting well. And we had a family practice too. So we still had kids coming in the office, or at least the mamas were bringing their kids in. And whatever a toddler had, man, I'll tell you what, I was a receptacle for it. Any virus, any bacteria. I was sick seven to 10 times a year, which was insane. I missed a lot of practice. I was missing patient care. And I had a good friend of mine who finally was like, I'm so sick and tired of you being sick all the time. I've got this oil and it's going to work. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's in that thing. But I was, again, at a point in my life where I was like, I just don't want to be sick anymore. Girl, give it to me. I'll, I'll drink anything. I will use anything. So I got this blend, this immune system blend, and I literally did all of it. I diffused it. I put it everywhere on my, I didn't even know how to use oils, girl. I was putting it in my tea. I was, I was, I know I was using it as perfume. I don't know. And I, cause I was like, let me just give this a go. Let me just see what happens first. 
I did not get sick with a cold, flu, or strep throat. I mean, a whole lot of nothing for wow. three and a half years. Three and a half years. Do you know I missed out on 27 to 30 colds in three and a half years? <laughs> and so I was like, what this witchcraft, this, you know, this sorcery. And come to find out that oils are antiviral and antibacterial. And how they're antiviral is oils are lipophilic. They cross through our phospholipid cell membrane and they can go into the cell and they have the ability to stop viral DNA from hijacking our genome and creating more viruses. That's how it happens. They stop the replication of viruses inside of a host cell. And you can see it in a microscope. That is, you know, I wasn't, I used a microscope for many years. <laughs> I love the whole, I love microscopes. So to be able to see that, I mean, I was clearly an anecdotal case study. I was like, okay, once upon a time I used to get sick. Now I don't get sick. So what's the deal? And it's, they're literally thin. And also they're boosting T set teeth, um, not only macrophage cells, but T cells, um, white blood cells. So we see a lot of different things that they're doing in the body. That's just one thing. So yes, when it comes to essential oils, it's literally leveraging plant chemistry, which was medicine well before modern medicine was medicine. How do you think modern medicine became modern medicine? Is we use plants. And, that's, and so, except that we aren't isolating the plant in this particular instance. Whereas with pharmaceuticals, we find out that there's an isolate like, like camphor or, you know, whatever it could be. And we take it out and we synthesize it and we turn a drug into it. Instead with the oils, we don't do that. We're actually using the whole, all of the compounds, all of those beautiful secondary metabolites that plants leverage for themselves for their own survival. And all oils aren't built the same, correct? No. So like, goodness. I went to Whole Foods. I bought an oil. I was like, oh, it's peppermint. Peppermint's peppermint, right? And then I brought it into the clinic, my massage therapy, and literally like took it and threw it away. And she's like, no, don't you dare. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so can you tell us how like, you know, not all oils are built the same? No, well, oils are plants. And if you've ever farmed a plant, you would know how difficult that is, right? And and my to my gardeners and my farmers in the house who are listening right now, it's it's a it's very labor intensive, and there's a lot of science and research that goes in to. For an example, I'm gonna give you an example. So cardamom. Now cardamom is like the the king. Um, you know, we think about one of the most beautiful herbs on the planet. You know, people spices, right? Expensive spice, but cardamom, a very specific kind of cardamom, has higher levels of very specific chemical constituents. And they can help affect respiratory, so help to heal the respiratory system, help to deal with respiratory infections, and help to deal with digestion. Now, cardamom is only grown in about four or five select places in the world, but where you're going to find the most therapeutic benefit of cardamom is going to be in Guatemala. Now, the only way one would know that is if you went to all the places that cardamom was grown and you tested them, you literally ran them through a distillery, you pulled the grass chromatography and mass spec on them and you look to see if we're looking for this very specific ketone or we're looking for this very specific phenol, then who's going to have it? What cardamom's going to have it? Same thing with basil. You know, we're not using Italian basil for boosting memory. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a very specific basil that we're using. 
And so there's so much that goes into the chemistry, into the harvesting, into the distilling, into the testing. You know, the other day, someone took a picture of in Target, they had a dollar basket and in the dollar basket were essential oils. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I doubt that there is any pure essential oil in any of those oils. Yeah. It's kind of like you pay what you you get what oh, you pay you for. Definitely get what you pay for. So one of my biggest red flags, like at a Whole Foods, like I had a girlfriend of mine who I had a pure jasmine. And by the way, pure jasmine, a five mil bottle of pure jasmine is 8,000 petals. They have to be handpicked at dawn. So at five o'clock in the morning, handpicked, there can't be any machinery in the area because it'll destroy the beautiful, delicate nature of these flowers. And then they have to be bushled and hand walked to a distillery where they're then processed. And literally it takes 8,000 petals to get a five mil bottle. Like, so Jasmine is expensive now, <laughs> at Whole Foods. Just, that's just, cause just labor cost alone. What is, I think it takes like a full day's work to make one five mil bottle. Okay. That's what we're talking about here with Jasmine oil and it's grown in India. So it's not even grown here. You don't, you know, so it's again, the best Jasmine in the world is in India. That's just the way it is. So a friend of mine, they try the jasmine I have, and she's just like, oh my gosh, by the way, that oil is intoxicating. It's, it's just, if I could literally pour an oil on me, that would be the oil it is. And, and today, we're rec- I know we're doing this on Valentine's Day. Yes. And so, I mean, like, girl, I jasmine all day, every, all day to day. So I, I put it on her, and she goes immediately the next day to, to Whole Foods, and she sees this jasmine. And it was like 20 bucks, which is impossible, by the way. So she puts it on, and within three minutes, it literally, these are the words she uses, it smelled like cat pee. It was so nasty. And she's like, I knew immediately that that was not the real stuff. And I was like, no, there's no way. So if you're at a Whole Foods or a natural food store, and you see that all of the oils on the shelf are priced the exact same, that is a major red flag because it's literally impossible. What's like a quality jasmine? Like what would that price point be? Because obviously it's not $20. <laughs> Girl, no, it's not $20. So a five mil bottle of quality jasmine is going to run you at minimum 100 to 200 bucks. Wow. So that's huge. And a quality rose will run you at minimum close to 400 bucks mm-hmm. because it takes about, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's 50,000 rose petals or something like that. It's something insane. Because you, have you ever crushed a rose petal before? you've never felt an oil <laughs> like you it's there but like you know how many rose petals you've got a crush <laughs> no joke yeah rose oil out of it 50, yeah. really is what it, what it takes and so same thing with rose rose oil or frankincense frankincense resin or sandalwood resin the reason why some of these oils are so so expensive is not only the labor intensity but also just the yield is so little and that's why like with the oils that i use some of the the company that i love they make the jasmine and rose, they dilute that jasmine and rose in fractionated coconut oil, which makes them at least affordable enough for most people to buy them. But they make it really clear. They say, okay, this oil has fractionated coconut oil in it so that we can get this to you at a price that is reasonable. So if you are buying an oil, they better disclose what's inside of that oil. And yeah. um, so often uh, there's so much adulterants in them. What's your go-to 
brand? So my go-to brand, so the biochemist in me, I did a lot of research and I dug, dug into it. And I, I never found a company that did this level of quality control, this level of purification testing and had direct relationships with the farmers. Like they, they had met the women who plucked the jasmine petals at five in the morning. They had built schools and and water systems in Haiti so that we could get vetiver. I mean, like it's just, it's a company that has such a big heart and that company is doTERRA. So my oils are doTERRA oils. Girl, I'm doTERRA till I die. (laughs) Okay. So, and it's only because I've recommended these oils to over, oh, it's gotta be well over a million people at this point. And no, I stand by that. My reputation stands by that. And I'm just always blown away by their, by their quality and their effectiveness. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are listening because they're interested in rehab and strength training. Some of them are interested in weight loss, right? Some of them are literally just working out to lose weight. What are some typical hormone imbalances that can cause kind of stubborn weight to hold on? Maybe it's like the tummy tire and like have that weight resistance. Absolutely. Well, hormones actually have a lot to do with our weight and hormones drive metabolism. We always think about the thyroid. We think about insulin, right? We have regulation of blood sugar levels, leptin, ghrelin, all of those hormones. Guess what? They are running the show. And another hormone that plays a major role in in weight, in metabolism, in how we distribute fat and sugar in the body is going to be cortisol. And cortisol is our survival hormone. And the thing of it, and I know you know this as well as I do, at the end of the day, our biology is hardwired for survival. It's the number one mode of operation. I mean, if you're not living, I don't know what else is going down. So your body's like, okay, what do we got to do to survive? And when we're, when we're living in this modern, fast-paced world, especially if you're in, your, in, your, in New York City, right? Right. You're just, you walk out the door and everyone's doing something, like everyone's moving a mile a minute. When we're living in that fast pace of a world, our bodies haven't really figured out how to adapt to that, especially women. And women, our hormones are just a little bit more complicated than men because we do we do make life. So there's a little bit more complication there involved. So when we are checking off the to-do list, we are rushing everywhere, we are managing all the things, and even though it may feel like we've got it under control, it's still slowly chipping away. So when cortisol is running the show or we've got adrenaline hormones running the show and we're in a state of kind of chronic stress or fight or flight or rushing from one thing to the next, your body honestly thinks that we're kind of in starvation mode. It thinks it's going to miss a meal. And so we begin to start storing fat. We start to store fat in the belly area, that visceral belly fat. We store fat around our visceral organs. We get a fatty liver because we're not, we're mismanaging insulin levels. So what we'll find is that cortisol actually has this crazy domino effect on so many other hormones in the body. I mean, the reason why I got diagnosed with Hajimoto's was because I lived in overdrive for so many years and my thyroid was like, uh, enough is enough. I'm <laughs> over this. Um, and it started you know, falling apart and my immune system was like, enough is enough. You know, cortisol creates gut permeability. It overdrives the, the thyroid and so much more. So when I see women, you know, in a stress state consistently or in a overworked state, a depleted state, so often their hormones are probably working against them because they're, they're just trying to survive the circumstances. Yeah. So how do you, how do you reset your hormones? 
That's a great question as well. There's a couple of different things that we can do to reset our hormones and stress is playing the big role in that. It's chemical, it's physical, it's emotional, right? And I talked more about perceived stress than anything else. But what we put into our bodies, the food, the medicine, all of that, that's a chemical stressor. And, you know, depending on what we're eating, we can really stress the system as well. But then also we have to be mindful of what we're exposed to on a day-to-day basis, environmental toxins, xenoestrogens, cleaning products, personal care, what's in our medicine cabinet, all of those things begin to add up as well. In your body, stress is stress. You know, it can come in a lot of ways. So one of the first things I recommend to women is leveraging the power of essential oils to reduce your toxic load. Using oils instead of Glade plugins, you know, just ugh, so nasty. Yeah. Um, using oils instead of nasty cleaning products. Like you, there's a whole, I have a whole section in my first book called the smart mom's guide to essential oils, which is not for moms. Cause I'm not a mom, but that's what the publishers wanted to be, to have it called. And that whole book is how to make over your cleaning cabinet, how to make over your medicine cabinet, how to make over the personal care items you don't want to break up with, but you know, you got to do it because you've got high levels of estrogen in your system, right? <laughs> So that book was really how can we leverage these, this beautiful chemistry to create all of these amazing non-toxic solutions so that we lower our toxic stress and toxic burden. Now, when it comes to perceived stress, that's where I really get excited about essential oils. What we know about the chemistry of aromatherapy and the power of olfaction, so breathing in, the olfactory sense, our sense of smell is literally the most powerful sense that we have because it's directly connected to survival. And remember what I said, survival is the core mode of operation. So when we breathe things in, we're really detecting an environment of stranger danger, or is this a safe place to be? That's why people say we can smell fear, or we can smell danger, same kind of thing. So breathing in oils, we know that we can elicit those, that powerful chemistry. They can go into the brainstem, they can go into the limbic system, and they can actually disrupt the stress response by simply just breathing them in. You can breathe in lavender oil and shut it down, shut down that sympathetic nervous system mode of operation. And that is one of the most profound, simple techniques that you can use to get yourself out of that wired and tired experience. I love that. I have experienced that on a firsthand basis. So I have like a chemical sensitivity. So if someone comes in my office and wears perfume, I literally get brain fog. I can't put my words together. And we tell people not to wear perfume, but they still come in. And so we'll- It's New York. York. (laughs) Everyone's like, you don't want me to wear perfume? I'm not going to come. I was like, oh, okay. Um, So we'll, we'll diffuse. And I forget what we diffuse. I think it's like an orange- like a wild orange? Or it's, a like a, it's like a citrus blend. And I will be able to work on the person and not get that brain fog and not like totally like oh, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll be able to make my sentences. And it was transformational. I mean, yes, I would just prefer people not to wear perfume and trigger the chemical sensitivity, but it really triggered like, oh, I'm getting a sympathetic response to the chemical sensitivity. Now I'm getting a everything's okay response at parasympathetic by diffusing the oils. I love it. It's a double, it's like a knocking out two birds with one stone. And the thing of it is, is that we all have chemical sensitivities. Some of us are a little bit more aware of it. You know, you find out you have a chemical sensitivity when you break up with that stuff. And then you try to go back to it and your body's like, oh, uh uh-uh. 
I do not want that. My grandmother is such a great example. Well, actually me, I'm a great example. When I was growing up, I told you I had these migraines and I was, I was honestly, you know, I was kind of Cinderella in the house. Like I had a chore list, like nobody's business. And this <laughs> chore list was, I mean, it, girl, it went on. Like you ever seen like those little scrolls that keep yeah, going down the, yeah. that was my chore list. So one of my big chores is I had to clean the bathrooms every single week. And we would use this green powdery stuff called Comet. I don't know if you grew up with Comet. Yes. Girl, I, yeah, the 80s, it was all about the Comet. So I would have to clear the, clean the, the bathtub with Comet. And I knew that if I didn't get out of the bathroom within five to seven minutes, I would elicit, I would trigger a migraine. And this was a weekly occurrence for me. So I knew from a very young age that something wasn't right about, about chemicals. You know, the world is not made better through chemicals. We are learning that very quickly. And when I, this last year alone, I have had five friends under 50, friends and colleagues who've been diagnosed with cancer. Oh my god. Under 50. Emily. Wild. And it's just like, what is going on? Well, it's it's we are living in a toxic soup. And it's all, by the way, all of those cancers were endocrine cancers. They were it was thyroid cancer, it was cervical cancer, it was breast cancer, it was hormone-driven cancers. And it's because we we're dealing with endocrine disruptors in our bodies and we're not able to clear them. And so my, my big recommendation when it comes to reducing your toxic load for supporting hormones is avoidance, 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 like get it out of the house. And so when, when I discovered these endocrine disruptors were having such a profound negative impact on my body. And I, I was like, well, gosh, if they're having a negative impact on my hormones, what are they doing with the rest of the body that we can't even detect? So we went through, I mean, we made over everything. I chucked the NyQuil, I chucked the ibuprofen, I chucked the Tums. We we got rid of all of it. Like you can't come like today. If you were to come in my house, there is no synthetic over the counter drugs. There's no synthetic nasty cleaners and there's no personal care products that you can't practically eat in my house. I wouldn't eat them. They wouldn't taste good, but you know what I'm saying? So like it's one step at a time, but for, for us as women, particularly it's really the direction we've got to go if we want to protect our bodies, our hormones and reduce inflammation. So that's why I think one of the biggest reasons why I fell in love with oils was they made that so easy to do. I love it. I feel like you are the, like the modern day natural, like Marie Kondo of like switching out all the house supplies. (laughs) Um, I take that as a compliment girl. (laughs) So what are some of your go-to favorite essential oil cocktails or recipes for, especially those people who are overstressed, so overcoming fatigue or super stressed? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I got, I got them for days. So energy, right? I mean, I know we're talking to a lot of athletes. We're talking to people who are trying to get in the gym and I'll tell you what, it's about just getting into the gym, right? That's what the ticket is. Once you're in the gym, you're good. Once you're in the class. And so I have this blend and I have never met a woman or met a person who doesn't want a little bit more energy, like that energy bump. Cause I can take you from a zombie to an energy superstar in like 30 seconds. That's my promise. I'm pro- I'm putting it out on the table. I've done it for th- thousands of people. I'm going to, I'm just saying it. I'm claiming it now. So it's literally just two oils. And I like full strength when it comes to this particular technique, but you can dilute it if you like. And it's just one drop of wild orange and one drop of peppermint. You rub your palms together with those two oils and that's where the magic happens. So you, and you just breathe them in. And what happens is wild orange is literally an energizer bunny, but it boosts serotonin levels and it literally awakens the brain. And then peppermint is, it's going to literally open up the lungs. It's going to send oxygen to the brain and it's going to boost mitochondrial function. So that 
that little duo right there, you can use multiple times a day because oils metabolize very quick in the body. They're used very fast and they're adaptogenic and so that we don't develop a resistance to them. Like I've been using this blend, this two oil blend for seven years, every single day of my life. And girl, it's always worked. It has always worked. They've never failed me ever. And they, I mean, I never travel without those two oils anywhere I go. So those, that's my instant energy. I picture your purse just like full of roller, roller blends, just like, oh girl, like All a magic day. purse. <laughs> and, and you know what? And they're pretty. I got sparkly rollers. I got ombre rollers. I got all kinds of rollers. Um, you know, cause I, I think that, that health, and I know you believe this too, health doesn't have to be painful. It can be this really joyful experience. It can be punctuated with these moments that we relish. And I think another reason why I love oils is that they're so, they, they, they smell good, they feel good, they do good things to the brain, they make you feel good. I always tell people, you cannot stay angry after breathing in wild orange. I mean, I'm not going to promise you're going to love that person or you're going to want to hug them, but you're at least not going to want to kill them <laughs> after you breathe in that oil. It'll shift you so fast. Okay. So then another one for, let's talk a little bit about stress, right? Yeah. Stress. And I love working out for stress. I've always, I've been a workout workaholic since I was 18 years old. And I, I swear to goodness, if you take the gym away from me, I, I don't know what would happen, but I love, I love using oils for stress and my two oils for stress are lavender and bergamot. These oils literally shut down the hypothalamic pituitary axis. That's the stress response. They also shut down the serum cortisol levels. They literally rewire from sympathetic nervous system to parasympathetic. So all you got to do, whip up a little roller blend. 15 drops of each, lavender and bergamot. You can get the rollers anywhere, everywhere. And then top it off with a carrier oil, apply it to your palms or your wrist, and then just take a couple of deep breaths. And literally in a matter of seconds, that chemistry will disrupt the stress response. It is that powerful. You can do it in the car. You can do it before you step into a crazy meeting. You can do it before you walk into your second shift at home, because let's be honest, you're the CEO of your house just as much as you're the CEO of your job. Okay. So having yeah. those moments. So those are two that I love a lot for stress and energy. Amazing. So what about the people who maybe overtrain at the gym, right? And have like muscle soreness or aches and pains that might kind of put them out of commission for a couple of days. Absolutely. And we don't want that. No. I was, um, I was just actually, so uh, my husband and I were doing some power lifting and some, some power squats the other day, girl, we burned up our quads. Our quads were <laughs> screaming. I couldn't. And then I, we had done other, I think we did a massive ab work. I was just everything from the knee to the torso. I was like, Ooh, I can't move. And we are so grateful that we have oils. We were just like, where's, where's the blend? Where's the blend? So I have a, a muscle blend and a joint blend. So it's great for joint pain as well. And it's just, it's a roller. Cause again, it's easy to, gosh, you can be such a ninja with a roller. Just roll it on. It's so easy to do. It's pre-made. It's ready to go. And it is 10 drops of peppermint because peppermint is an allergesic and it is a, a astringent. So it drives oils deeper into the tissue. And when it comes to muscle and joint tissue, we really want to get it in there. So 10 drops of peppermint, 10 drops of frankincense, 
five drops of lavender and five drops of copaiba. Now, copaiba is an endocannabinoid that's a very powerful pain reliever, but it's not CBD oil. It doesn't have any of that. It connects to the CB2 receptors. Lavender is a muscle relaxer. It's amazing. And the frankincense is anti-inflammatory. So those four oils together, it's a match made in heaven. I have people using it for sore muscles, for lactic acid buildup, for sore knees, and it's pre-recovery too. So I have a lot of marathon runners and lifters who use oils on their big muscles first before a workout so that they actually recover quicker. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like there's like a hidden, because everyone's like, what's the next latest, greatest thing to keep you know, optimizing and doing kind of running at high speed. And I feel like there's this, uh, here's this great tool that everyone oh, yeah. knows about. Ultra marathon runners, marathon runners, lifters, they all, they all use it. I have a patient of people that I've worked with in the past. They keep, you know, you can only carry so much when you're running a race, right? Um, but they keep these little vials, little sample vials of eucalyptus and peppermint to kind of open up airways to give you more oxygen, a little bit of peppermint and wild orange to boost that brain function and keep your mind right. And maybe even lick a little bit of peppermint to like give you that instant boost. I know that people carry little vials, a teeny little vials of oils that they use during their runs and during their workouts. Amazing. So tell us about your book. We touched on it a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I would love to talk about it. It's so Um, exciting. So as you can imagine, my story and my work has inspired it. I know a lot of women are struggling with their hormones, you know, and you know what? I think so much of us, we just want the energy to go out and do the things that we love. We want the energy to go and work out. We want the energy to move our bodies. We want the energy to become the CEO of whatever we want to become. That's really what I wanted this book to be. Part one was about understanding what's going on with our hormones. They feel like there's still a lot of misinformation and a lot of taboo around our hormones. No one's telling us what's going on. So I feel like it's my responsibility to do that. And then if you've never used oils before in your life, there's a whole section on the basic 101 breakdown of how to use oils so you feel really confident moving forward. Part two is all the problems. I surveyed like 50,000 women and asked them right now, today, if I could solve a problem for you, what would it be? So libido, stress, fatigue, cognitive issues like brain fog, toxicity, digestive problems. Girl, it's 12 chapters of the biggest things that most women and even, even men are dealing with. Men deal with stress, men deal with energy, men deal with insomnia. I got you covered, guys. And then um, the last part is the big game plan. It's the full-on kin caboodle. No one had a plan for me when I was going through my stuff. And I was, I'm like, enough is enough. I am serving up the sexiest hormone balancing rescue plan on a silver platter in the last hundred pages of this book. Amazing. I love it. Can you share, you have an amazing gift for our listeners today. Yes. The cravings worksheet. I hope it is girl. Okay, good. I, I was like, I was like, I think that's what I said you. So I, you know, cravings are a big thing. Energy is a big thing. Stress is a big thing. Those are the hot three that come up for me so much with my, with my readers and my community. So I created this, this amazing little cheat sheet to get you started. It's got my best craving oils, my best stress oils, and my best energy oils. And it's, you can whip these up in a matter of moments and start using them literally today. Amazing. Amazing. And we'll drop that in the show notes. Where can people find you? 
Other they can find me. Yeah, they can find me. You know what? I love to hang out on Instagram. <laughs> um, so I'm at, at Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A on Insta. I also have a podcast as well called the Essentially You Podcast. It's all about helping you really own your health. You become the CEO of your health. And that's what we do. I bring on experts like, well, like you, my dear, to come on and share your brilliance. And then um, the last place, I mean, the book is available everywhere, anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, indie bookstores, wherever you want to get the book, that would be the best place to go and anywhere is the best place to go and get it. <laughs> Great. And I have to say your Instagram, not only like each post is like a punch of information, like super useful knowledge bombs but it's like also so pretty it, like everyone should be following the Insta- your instagram it's it's great oh, thanks Annie. yeah thank you thank you so much i love all the information you shared i feel like i literally have to go home and clean out all the toxic chemicals in my house so and true. replace them and i'm gonna go get the smart mom's guide to essential oils in addition to your newest book so Yay. oh my goodness <laughs> you're gonna love it i mean new york i love me some new york but woo, girl you know it's just it's a busy city you know it's, it's enough that you just walk outside and there's there's all kinds of environmental extras out there but we definitely want to control what's inside the house yeah all right thank you so much lady it was so good chatting with you thanks so much honey see you later 